Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So let's get started with today's program. Hello, Sir Thriver. I'm Rena Romano, and welcome. This show is dedicated to survivors of abuse to show that there are endless positive possibilities of your life after trauma. And my guest today, I'm so excited. Her name is Whitley Rogers. She's a certified life coach, a mental health advocate, and a survivor of sexual and mental abuse. She also has a podcast. She's a podcast host um, in the wake (laughs) with (laughs) Whitley and the co-founder of End the Stigma Foundation. Welcome, Whitley. Thank you for having me. It's an honor Uh, to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So, um, you know, I'm so glad that that we met and that you're here. I was looking at your website and your foundation and your podcast. But as a Sir Thriver, can you share with the audience when you decided to get help? Yes. So during my abusive relationship, I was really young. I was in high school. I was 15 to 17. um, And I was seeing a therapist during that relationship because my mental health had deteriorated, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. being abused. That will do it to you. Um, And I was seeing a therapist throughout that time, but it wasn't really doing much because I wasn't in the headspace of working on myself and actually coping and doing something about it. I was always looking for external sources to almost fix me or Mm. save me, whether that was my abusive ex or my parents or my therapist. I always someone, I wanted someone to, to do the work for me. So it wasn't until that relationship ended that it kind of like jolted me into reality of like, I have to do this for myself. I have to want this for myself because I'm the only one that is in my body and in my mind and like understands to the full extent, like what I'm going through and what I need to help myself. And so once I started showing up to therapy in that new mindset, I, I mean, 180 change, I (laughs) was making huge strides in such short amount of time because I was showing up to therapy, wanting to put in the work and actually applying those things in my daily life. Because if you go to therapy one hour a week, what are you doing all of the other hours in the week? Absolutely. You have to be applying those things. So. That's a great point, Whitley. Very good point, because we have to do the work. Even though we aren't the one that broke us, as right. I say, we I didn't cause it, but I'm the one that has to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. And I'm so glad that you realize that. And it's hard sometimes when you're still angry that, right. why do I have to do this? Why, you know, because I didn't, I didn't cause this. Right. They caused it. So I'm glad that you recognize that and that you're, and I think being determined to, to do the work mm-hmm. really helps 
survivors get through the process? Because it can be arduous. I think you'd right. agree. It's hard yeah. work. It's not easy. It's but not easy. Realize, like, I don't want to keep feeling like this. This isn't working right now. So I might as well put in the hard work because I want to feel better. And you know what? Even though, yeah, we say hard work, it is so worth it because Mm -hmm. you're worth it, right? Right. Yes, yes. So can you share with us what factors played a, a part in your healing journey? I mean, what kept you determined to get, you know, through this process? Yeah, I think a huge thing that contributed to my healing was my support system. Mm -hmm. I had people that believed me when I told them, when I realized what I had gone through. Um, You know, my dad was the first person that I had told that I was being sexually abused. And his words were, I believe you and I will support you through whatever you need to move forward in your healing process. And so I really had people like booing me up and championing me in my healing process and realizing that I needed to prioritize my mental health and almost holding me accountable to that, holding me accountable in my self-love journey and walking right alongside me in that. Because like I said, they couldn't fix me. They couldn't do the work for me, but they could walk alongside me. And so a huge thing was my support system. And I found like online communities of other survivors. And that was really validating to share my story with them, but then also hear their stories of like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. This is real. These things happen and I'm not, you know, dumb. I, it helped me not to feel ashamed about it. Or, you know, all of those negative emotions that come with it, that there were other beautiful, strong, intelligent women that also faced horrible things in abusive relationships. So that was super validating my support system. And that's good. That's good to know, because um, I'm seeing a lot of comments on my TEDx talk on YouTube where a lot of survivors don't have the support that you and I had. Because when I went to my mother and my other family members, they believe me. And unfortunately, as I said in my TEDx talk too, a lot of people don't have that support. Support. So nowadays with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and we have that online support. So wouldn't you, um, you know, if, if they don't have that support, keep finding someone who will, right? Right. Leave them in the past and find someone who will. So how how has that support helped you heal? So like I said, I think it was super validating Mm -hmm. to be believed and then also to hear other stories. And I think it was also empowering to, it gave me hope seeing other survivors that were farther along in their healing process or they were years down the road from when their trauma happened. And I could see, you know, the huge strides that they were making and how the happy they were or that they were in healthy relationships now and that they had found that love and someone, despite the trauma they had gone through, loved them anyway and supported them. And that just gave me so much hope that like, I will be loved again. Like I'm not damaged goods. I'm not broken. Um, I I do 
I am worthy of love. I am good enough. Um, so I think it was just validating, empowering, and then also give, gave me hope. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, because I think that we can give others hope. And even if they don't have an immediate support system, you know, go find those support systems on Facebook or Instagram because they are there. So I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, because even though it is work, it it's worth the work because you, Mm -hmm. Earth Driver, are worth the work. So I know that you're doing a podcast. Tell tell us a little bit more about your podcast and do you interview people or are you just talking about your story on the podcast? So initially I started my podcast to be able to share my story because I had this super powerful moment where I just felt overwhelming amounts of peace and clarity that the reason I survived this relationship and survived my suicide attempts and all of that trauma was so that I could live to share my story and to help others and to speak up. And that was that was an amazing life-changing moment. And I was like, I can't stay silent. I can't move forward in my life and pretend like this didn't happen because it forever changed me and it's going to affect me for the rest of my life. So I initially started my podcast in the wake with Whitley and in the wake means the result of something occurring. So I started it as a result of my story and everything I'd gone through. So I, first started just sharing my own story and my insights and my healing, but I, it's kind of evolved over the past two years. And I now interview other survivors and talk about their stories and their healing process. And yeah, it's amazing. I love it. it that's wonderful, Whitley. And, and that's why I decided to interview Sir Thrivers too, to have them <laughs> on here because I want to show survivors, the endless positive possibilities of their potential after trauma, because it, we all have a story our details may differ, but the struggle is real and what we've gone through, but the hope is real too. And so I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you brought that up as well. So your podcast, um, you also have a foundation. Yes. And the stigma. Yes. Because I was being mentally abused alongside the sexual abuse. And that's when my anxiety and depression really manifested was in that relationship. And I was struggling so much with my mental health. And I I still have to um, cope with my anxiety and depression, even outside of that relationship. And so, and the stigma, we really break down those stigmas around mental health, mental illness, because we feel like it has been painted as such a shameful thing to struggle Mm -hmm. with your mental health. But like, we all have a brain, we all have to take care of that brain. So we all have mental health, regardless of mental illness um, diagnosis. And um, so yeah, just giving the vocabulary to talk about those things, the awareness, we also share hashtag no filter stories where people through either video or letter 
are sharing their story, taking off that filter of social media, because we usually just share the highlight reels. And then when you're struggling, that can be really hard to scroll through that and then comparing yourself to that. So the hashtag no filter stories are just taking off that mask and showing the real raw struggle and also, again, validating and giving hope. So oh, I like that. Taking off the filter. So yeah, because with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is kind of weird, but <laughs> but Facebook and Instagram, I think, was where most of our audience is. And um, you can see that um, people only post the good stuff. And I know mm-hmm. that I do that, too. And I'm going to start being um, being more real right. on because... I'm not happy every day. Right. I'm not happy in a good mood every day. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. But when I find myself getting into a negative mode or into a negative state, I I catch myself and I I try to, all right, think about something good. Happy place. Where's your happy place? (laughs) So what advice would you give to fellow survivors or thrivers Um, If they start getting into victim mode again, or if they're having a negative day, what do you do to, to turn it around? I think looking at the bigger picture, like let's say you live for, I don't know, 80, 90 years Mm -hmm. and you were in a relationship for two years, five years, 20 years, the big picture, that is not your entire life. That was only a small chunk of your life. And you have so much more to live for and so much more that you could, you could do and thriving instead of just surviving over and over again. Um, I just think that kind of realizing that this is a part of your story, but it's not the whole story. It doesn't define you. It, of course, will forever change you and may affect you for the rest of your life, but it doesn't have to be the end all be all. Oh, that's good to hear. Definitely good to hear. And yeah, I mean, um, I turned 64 years young this year. (laughs) So, and I didn't get help until I was 34. And I think you're younger than that. You don't have to tell (laughs) me your age if you want. But I think nowadays, because so many of us are, coming out of the closet per se and, and sharing, we know that there is less stigma in right. being a Sir Thriver. And that's why I trademark the word Sir Thriver because I'm not ashamed of my past. Right. Yeah. And we do not have to be ashamed. As I said in my talk, I grew tired of being ashamed of their crimes. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it. Right. <laughs> right. So, and it's, and it's sad that we, it's like a self-imposed prison, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're stuck in that shame. And to me, if we don't get help, get healed and get happy, we're giving them that power. Right. I'm so glad to see that you are rising above and thriving. So what advice would you give to maybe fellow survivors on how to stay positive when they find themselves getting into a dark place? What do you do to switch that up? So I just want to touch on something you just said, that power aspect of they've taken your power 
when they were abusing you and taking control of your life and you. And that's so empowering to be able to take that power back and be like, this is my life. I belong to myself. Like you don't own me. And yeah, taking that power back to thrive instead of just surviving. It's, it's just, that's empowering because a lot of us think we're stuck in that abuse and what we feel like they took our power and are happy, but I like to say it just went into hiding. Right. You know, because our happiness is still there. We just have to learn how to bring it back out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, So what would you tell victims, you know, if they're going into that dark mode, what do you do to pull yourself out of that? Because we don't always have happy days. Right, right. Happiness shouldn't be your baseline. That's just not realistic. It's so not. something that's been super powerful in my own healing journey is music. Music is so powerful. I think musicians are so talented because they're able to like encapture our emotions and our experiences and put them into words and song in a way that I could never explain how I'm feeling or what I'm going through. So I have so many different playlists like hashtag me too, or empowerment or self-love and being able to listen to those songs and just like turn it up, blast it and feel it throughout my body. It just like can change my mood in two minutes, a song. Um, So I think music is super powerful. I also do journaling daily just to be able to process my emotions. If I don't have that support necessarily accessible right then, just being able to write it out or write letters to myself and validate myself or give myself self-compassion um, those have been two huge things for me to pull me out of those spiraling um, moments. And we're all going to, even, you know, even after healing, um, yeah. we continue to heal. And I think sharing our story. Now, some people don't want to share their story. Uh, we, right. we we should get help, get healed, get happy, like I, like I say. But you don't have to put it in a book. You don't have to start a podcast. You don't have to go on Oprah unless you want to. <laughs> yeah, everyone's healing looks different. Yeah, it does. Every I like that. Everyone's healing looks different. And mm-hmm. um, be patient on that healing journey. And even, even at 64 years young, I'm still, you know, I journal, I... I do affirmations. I have a, a moving vision board. I've, I've got a course online for survivors to help them with their self-esteem and confidence. So how are you thriving instead of just surviving? It, does it help having that podcast or your foundation or, you know, what is help keeping you on that journey of healing? I think finding my purpose. And Mm. like I said, that super clarifying moment where I realized I can't stay silent. I really feel like this is my purpose. That purpose may not be the same for everyone, for every survivor, sur thriver. (laughs) Sorry. No worries. (laughs) Um, 
because like I said, everyone's healing looks different and your purpose will look different. But I think finding that purpose is what keeps me going and keeps me thriving every day instead of just falling back into that victim mode or spiraling in the trauma, really pushing forward and knowing that I'm, I'm aligning with my purpose. That's great. And everybody's purpose is different. If we all had the same purpose, it would be a little boring, right? Uh, you know? So, um, and I think our purpose changes from time to time because when I was younger, I did things differently than what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I'm out of the corporate world now. And, and this is, this is my purpose right. to bring sort of thrivers on here like this to um, encourage others to get help, get healed and get happy. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing because especially for the younger generation, we know that we don't have to be silent anymore. Mm-hmm. And yep. for, for, for old, for women of my age or a little bit younger, I mean, it's hard for us to come out and tell our story now. And, but when I do, and you probably find this too, is when I do share my story, people come up and say, thank you so much. That happened yeah. to you. Does that happen to you? Right. It like opens the gates for other people to share their story and be validated as well. And they they feel a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though it's a club, none of us <laughs> wanted to join. Yeah. Right. But we do have a sense of community and it's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to make it safe for everyone. So with everything that you're doing, how do you view your life now and what's next for Whitley? So um, I'm doing my podcast. I am in the spring going to do my yoga teacher training. Oh, wonderful. It's going to be super exciting because yoga and meditation have been super great for my own mental health and for my healing from the trauma. So I'm super excited to be able to incorporate that into my life. Awesome. Um, When you do that, reach out to me. We'll have you back on the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does yoga, how has it helped you? I think it's helped me reconnect with my body, reconnect my mind, my body and my soul because I really hated myself and my body in that relationship because I thought that somehow I was bringing it upon myself. Somehow it was my fault. Right. But through yoga, through meditation, being able to reconnect and and learn to love my body again, despite the abuse it's gone through, it's been super healing. That's wonderful to hear. That's really good to hear. So I've done a little bit of yoga and it really does connect you to mm-hmm. the all three, the triangle, the right. mind, body, and soul. So we're all connected because I felt very disconnected from my body, from my soul yeah. until I really got help. And we are that triangle. So tell me, what's the name of your podcast again? In the Wake with Whitley. In the Wake with Whitley. Whitley, when did you start that? I started that in, was it 2018? February of 2018. So it's been almost, or no, I think it was 2019. I don't know. It's been almost two years. 
That's cool. I know I started mine in the oh, late summer of 2017. So I get it. You know, like, <laughs> when did I start? How many? It goes by so fast. <laughs> and it does. It does. And you're so in the Stigma Foundation, how does that work for you? What's what's going on with that? So you can find us um, super active on Instagram and the Stigma Org or and the stigma.org. Awesome. Or endthestigma.org, our website. Um, We have support groups here in Vegas where I am. I started a couple support groups with my therapist. Oh, good for you. um, I mean, we have our no filter stories and then just um, raising awareness on social media and different movements that way. So, yeah. Right. That's great. So, you have your no filter stories and it's good to share your story. Mm-hmm. But it's not good to stay stuck in it. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's good to get it out because we have to get it out. Because um, you know, as they say, secrets secrets uh, can kill you. Right, right. Secrets, secrets can be lethal. I heard Brene Brown tell Oprah that once, and that's when I had my shift in perspective. I'm tired right. of being ashamed of crimes I didn't commit, right. and when I. So I, I like to say Brene Brown and Oprah Winfrey saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, it really is like a relief yeah. to, to share your story. It's like a burden has been lifted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, by doing that, I want survivors to insert thrivers, whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> you know, you don't have to say I'm a survivor if you don't want to. Right. You know, you call yourself a, a survivor, a sur thriver, or a thriver. You don't. It, it's it's your choice. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I I wanted to have the sur thriver because just to to encourage people to release the shame. But um, you know, I don't. I like to say when people say don't let your past define you, I say oh, but it does because I I focus on the courage, strength, and tenacity right. that it took to survive. So yeah, I'm not have ashamed. You, um, have you ever heard the song "Rise Up" by Andre Day? I have. I have. What and you're I- saying reminds me of that. It's my song. It's actually on my wall behind me. The lyrics. Uh huh. But that's that's been a huge thing in my healing process is listening to that song "Rise Up." That despite of the ache, I'm gonna rise up and I'm gonna do it yes. over and over again. Absolutely. We rise up every day when we wake mm-hmm. up. So yep. why not do it mentally and <laughs> as well? And I like that you say that music helps you. Mm-hmm. I love music. It lets you escape. You know, it, it, it gets you out of your negativity. So in your head, yeah, I have on my ringtone for my phone, um, the song uh, Happy from Pharrell um, Williams. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes I don't answer my phone because it's playing. <laughs> You're just listening to it. I'm just listening to it. So, yeah, anybody listening, if I don't answer the phone, I'm listening to my song. So <laughs> I love it. I've had so much fun having you on here, Whitley. You are such an inspiration to young women uh, and men and to, you know, just keep thriving and keep going. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for Thank sharing you. your story here today. Thank I, you. I, Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. I mean, I just, 
I think you're uh, just a bowl of inspiration there. <laughs> One day we're going to meet in person. <laughs> when all this is over. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All, all this COVID thing. Yeah, this but it's been a good thing for me because that's when I started interviewing survivors to share. Cause really? Yeah. So um, before we wrap up, where can the listeners find out more about Whitley? So my website is just Whitley.com. And oh. then also my social media, Whitley, Whitley Rogers. I'm most active on Instagram. And like I said, it's just Whitley. So that's where you can find me, my story, my podcast, my foundation, all the stuff. I think that's great. And, and you have the fan. When did you start the foundation? That started in 2017. Great. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been thinking about doing a foundation as well. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> There's a lot we can do. And that's what I want to share with everyone out there listening. There's endless possibilities of your potential is endless. Right, Whitley? Mm -hmm. There's so much you can do. There's so much you can be. And people out there need each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Well, thank you for being here today, Whitley. And listeners, thank you for tuning in and watching on YouTube. (laughs) And until next time, I wish you peace, love, and ciao for now. (laughs) Bye, and that's a wrap.